Welcome back to another weekly episode of the Notorious OGs. Before we begin, we would like to give a content advisory warning. This episode may contain material that people might find offensive, graphic, or inappropriate for certain audiences that may set off mental health issues. Please be advised. And as always, thank you for listening to another episode. Enjoy. So what are we going to talk about today? You know, it's kind of interesting because I was at the practice mm-hmm. and this little girl was in there wearing a dress and she didn't have shorts on under it. And at first the mom didn't say anything to her. It was the mom, me, and I think must have been a babysitter. And then the dad came in and he told her like, oh, stop messing around. Your underwear is showing, but it's like she's in a room with a bunch of females. Like, it's not a big deal. I know that's a topic that we said we would discuss. Yeah. And to me, I almost wanted to ask them, but I didn't want to be rude. Cause it seemed, cause after he said it, the mom was like, "Oh, get off the floor, get off the floor." Cause I kind of wanted to ask, like, once he left, like, do you care? And like, how? Like, I want to be like, "Hey, I have a podcast, and we were actually going to talk about this. Like, what are your reasons for that, and why do you feel that way?" Because I've struggled with it. Cause to me, like. Why are we sexualizing the little girl? Like, nobody yeah. cared until the dad walked in. And then it became a problem. But but I feel like with, with dads more so, it's always, like, so much different. Because, like, it, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, for me, for example, like, I don't like wearing, like, shorts in front of my dad. That's weird. It's just something that I've, like, my dad, he's, like, he's been very overprotective like even when like my like my dad was married to my mom like my dad wouldn't allow like my, not allow but he wouldn't like when my mom would wear like skirts and stuff when like they first dated because he's like nobody needs to see your legs like why mm-hmm. are you giving like other men the opportunity to like you know like sexualize you like in that way so even with me like wearing shorts with my dad is like so like no like I can't or even like wearing like tops like that show my breasts like I I won't do it like I can't around your dad or in around, general like around my dad but that's so weird though it, but it's just uncomfortable like I don't need to be because like, he doesn't like you or he's made you to feel uncomfortable and on what level has has I don't, I don't know like it's just my, it's just my dad like I don't need to be sh- having my breast out like in front of my dad you know what I mean like it's, it's my dad I don't know I don't I don't feel the same yeah I don't know like, how with, I feel like this. like with my mom I don't care like she doesn't care you know what I mean but with mm-hmm. my dad it's mm-mm. and not even with my uncle nature's in a freaking <laughs> dress I can't. you know but listen <laughs> I, I need a picture of this dress afterwards <laughs> so I, I can see if it's a sneaker dress or not. Well, probably not. Let's see if it's hope approved. I'll definitely send you a picture. But You don't, you don't need hope approval. <laughs> Rock it, baby. Rock no, it. I give you all the prevention in the world. No, because it's a sexy dress that needs sexy shoes and the sneakers aren't going to be it, honey. They're not. We need Alibaba <laughs> Posh Spice outfit. <laughs> you know... But all in all, I was going to go into a home full of males, children, adults, senior citizens of our culture, (laughs) you know, and I said, fuck it, you know, like, screw it. I'm going to wear what I want to wear because I feel confident. I look fine as hell in this dress and 
that's it, you know, and I'm going to, you know, and I'm actually kind of creating that mentality now and where, no, I'm, I don't supposed to change me for who I want to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the opposite, you know, the male have to actually look, you know, look at me how I am, you know, whether it's my father-in-law, whether it's my cousin, whether it's my brother, brother's cousin, whatever, mm-hmm. brother, brother's friend, whatever, you know, but I ended up wearing the dress. And, you know, obviously I got complimented and everything, which was beautiful. But I, I, I just feel so that I, I, I think society has a lot to do with that. You know, it's just how we grew up and, yeah. and how. I mean, how we... I didn't grow up with a father, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I still, I get what you guys are saying. Like, it's a cultural thing, but I also think there's a lot to, to say about that because mm-hmm. in some cultures, there's a lot more of men touching little girls and it's not viewed like it is in America. And that's sad. And I think a lot of, unfortunately, and not saying necessarily yours, but in a lot of those cultures, I feel like it's that way because they know it's accepted for men to be with, with children. Mm -hmm. And so they want them to cover up to make them less attractive to the men. And I think also part of it goes to, like a father giving away his daughter at a wedding. A daughter is not your property. But that's what it stems from, from daughters being the property, from the male having to have power and control. But I'm glad you wore what you wanted to wear because I think a lot of men in general, they like you and that's what attracts them to you and they think you're attractive like that. But then once your theirs quote end quote Mm -hmm. they don't want you wearing or posting stuff like what attracted them to you y'all always getting quiet and awkward after no because it gives you it gets you thinking you know what i mean like i have two two children who i actually have around male a lot obviously i'm conscious as a as a parent of my surroundings right over their surroundings but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I think it's time for me to break that pattern in my culture, in my family to to have that mentality of like, no, it's, it's not us who have to make the changes. It's the, it's open, the males. It's the, yeah. male, it's the it's, male It's what's mindset. accepted in their mindset. Exactly. Like, why are you looking at a child like that anyway? I'm not going to lie. If my children are dressed in like only underwear and we have company coming over, yes, put on clothes, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, go, you know, if I have a daughter and she's wearing a dress and doesn't have shorts, I don't typically say like, go do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're wearing a dress and you're going to go, jump around the jungle gym just because it's easier to move around i'll Mm -hmm. probably say put on shorts but i'm not unless they're my kids are wearing straight up underwear no i'm not gonna make you change because they shouldn't there is their house yeah and they shouldn't be looked at like that especially when they i would say as my kids have gotten older i feel more pressured but when they were younger I was less pressured because they were younger and like, why would you sexualize children? Yes. But then I grew up and I saw the cruel realities of the world as well. So I'm exposed to it every day. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care son or daughter. I'm going to be selective of whose house you go stay the night at. If my breasts were more like when I was younger, I will probably not rock a a bra. Like I really would. I think. Yeah. 
And I mean, for me personally, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like the, you know, I often feel that, I, I don't know, like what it, to me, right? And this is just my opinion. This is just my, the way that I'm kind of thinking, like, I don't really, I don't feel comfortable in them, you know, maybe, maybe I need to look for a new size, maybe not, right? <laughs> but I just don't like them. I really don't. I enjoy being without them. I really, I really wish that I could be out in the public without mm -hmm. a bra because it would be so comfortable. Is it just like the underwire or do you try different bras and you just don't? No, like... I, I have different bras, like the ones that don't have the wire, the ones that do, the ones that kind of, you know, lift up the stuff, the ones that don't really do that. And so, I don't know, I just don't, I just kind of like, I was always wondering, you know, and this is actually a question that I remember asking my mom when I started growing up, um, why do we need that? You know, I know it's for quote unquote support. Um, but a lot of the times I actually feel much better. My body feels much better without it. I feel less pain. Sometimes I feel, you know, that I don't really need to wear it. Obviously at home is completely different. I just wish, and, 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 and don't be surprised if you in the future see me, you know, being one of those people that are out in the open, kind of, you know, uh, running like a social thing to free the us, right because I really wish that we all women could just be free you know without them having to wear a bra just to you know cover our nipples and things of that nature well, and I think again it goes back to men in the way society is because right. women are attacked women are constantly sexualized like we should be able to go out in public without wearing a bra without a man staring at us like mm -hmm. damn I want like da -da -da. which first of all my personal opinion in general like not the breast, but the nipples specifically, that's for me to feed a baby. That is not for you and your sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. I know Ali Bell might feel differently. Why you gotta talk but... to me? I haven't said a word. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesus. <laughs> well, because out of the three of us, you haven't had a baby and you haven't no. breastfed, okay? No, no. Jeez. I don't well, know. And I, I still try. want mine done. But I'm just saying, so for me, for a man to sexualize a woman, well, when it comes down to it, subconsciously, men prefer bigger breasts because, oh, that's going to have more milk to feed my ch my child, right? Like, that's what it comes down to at, at the bare caveman level of their mm -hmm. un unconscious thinking. But... I just, I, again, it comes back to men and being a problem in the way they think. But instead of them changing how they think and controlling their behaviors, it's women who have to hide and cover up and do mm -hmm. all this uncomfortableness to make a man feel comfortable. I don't know. I always say, honestly, you know, obviously, am I, am I happy with the body that I have? No, maybe not. You know, I, I think I, I, you know, I can improve a little bit here and there. But I just think that women's bodies are so freaking beautiful. And yes. for us to have to cover the nipples, you know what I mean? Like, so wear a bra just to kind of... Literally hold. everybody has nipples. Everybody. Yeah. Even men, males, you know what I mean? And men. I mean, men and females have nipples. Yeah. Like so it's... to try to cover those beautiful two things that you have, that pair of beautiful breasts that you have, that you actually are nurturing your, your children, right? And, you, you know, it's just part of our, or who we are, you know, like, 
I mean, you really go back in time, like even cultures, like, you know, and I am actually, I, I actually have to do a presentation uh, at my job about the Amazon and about uh, Manaus, Brazil, like part of the, one of part of the country that I learned from my father, you know, they're, they're Indians, right? And they're, they're, they don't, the females don't wear any of that. And you, you really kind of look at culture, you look the beauty of it. I mean, I really wish that society was to kind of look at those things instead of sexualizing you know what I mean and it's not just I don't think it's just males sexualizing because have I gotten hit on by females and kind of sexualizing me just literally by not wearing a bra with a t-shirt yes it's yes, also women but, out there you know but how many times and some people on here you know having previous relationships with women how many times does a woman sexually assault you what are those numbers like real talk no they they might not be the same as males yeah, so they might, but it still life, happens. But they're gonna control their actions. You feel me? It's yeah. it, it becomes a danger, and we have to control how we're dressed, and we have to watch, and we have to change, and we have to teach our kids to change, and this and that. But instead, we should be teaching sons and teaching men to change how how they think. And if they can't change how they think, you need to control your actions. Yeah, this is this is gonna be something that I definitely want to work on in the future. Uh, I really want to kind of free them. Freedom but, from society, freedom from from that sexualizing aspect yeah. of things, you know. And I but think I'm going to create a movement myself. I really do. I really that's one of my dreams to kind of create a, a movement for that. But maybe it's just me. I don't know because I'm I'm weird in that way. But for example, whenever I go anywhere, like when I travel, I always take sports bras with me, and I'll wear them underneath like my pajamas, like when I go to Hope's house. I'll sleep. I'll sleep with like a sports bra on. So, what is your trauma? Like, who traumatized? Did you have an experience when you were younger? Or no, no. It's just, it's just me. It's, it's just, I guess me. Like, because I know, like, your kids are around. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like a respect factor. Yeah, it could be a respect. Yeah, it's a respect factor. Like, I'm not gonna go to someone's house and sleep without a bra and then walk around, even though I have a shirt on. Ali Bell, get that. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just me. Even when I go like out of the country to visit my grandparents and stuff, and mind you, like, it's my aunt, it's my cousin, you know, like, and it's my mom. Like, I'll have to wear a sports bra to sleep. Like, I won't feel comfortable if I don't have my sports bra on. Now, if I'm home, I can give three Fs about it. Like, I'm home. Your house, so next time you come, we're doing free the tatas. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, I can't. I can't. You're going to. No. If you can't wear a thong bikini, you're at least. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're no. gonna we're gonna have a post on our Instagram on the notorious OG's Instagram that is gonna be the three of us wearing a thong and also the three of us watch you watch know with no bra. <laughs> Look, I rather I rather do the thong bikini than be without a So when I was fourteen, the first time I ever saw a male body part on a grown male that changing a diaper, I was at uh Barnes and Noble at the mall. Mm-hmm. and I was in the teen section and I was like sitting down well kneeling down whatever squatting down at the bottom row like reading the back of a book to see what it was about all of a sudden I looked next to me and this and by the way it's winter winter in the midwest snowing sleet probably zero degrees outside okay this man is wearing basketball shorts 
And I turn and I look, and I can fully see down his shorts, and he has an erection. And I got up and immediately looked for someone to tell. And he must have noticed that because he got out of there pretty quick. And then when I found my mom, I told her, and we had to do, like, a police report and everything. And that was, like, my first experience seeing the male genitalia. And it, you know, it's it's awful. It's yeah, awful that yeah. children go through this. Mm-hmm. And then what's even worse, they eventually caught the guy or whatever and he had other victims and they showed me like all these pictures and I consistently chose him out of like the how many ever pictures they gave me of his face because let's be honest I really didn't see his face and he knew what he was doing because we reviewed the footage of him coming in and out of the store and he knew where those cameras were and he was wearing a cap and a hoodie and basketball shorts and hiding his face right so I couldn't see it so I had to remember his face from the like two second glimpse but that's that's not what I could really remember. But I chose the same guy over and over. And um, it was the same guy that other girls had that experience and that happened to. And so they wanted me to testify. But I'm a little girl. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm scared. What if that's not the person? Like, I was too worried about ruining someone's life by, like, miss, miss picking them out of a, a, a lineup. Lineup. Mm-hmm. Then protecting, like, I was so conflicted at such, like, I was probably 12 or 13 by, at that point when they wanted me to testify because wow. I didn't want to ruin someone's life and it be the wrong person. Yeah. But I also felt like I had a duty to other women and other little girls mm-hmm. behind bars. But I, I chose not to testify because I didn't want to, what if I was wrong? What if that wasn't him, you know? Yeah. And then also working at the mall, I got upskirted one time as I'm working and my manager noticed some guy following me around the store. Sure, you had to deal with that. Yeah, that's that's awful. You should probably go to therapy. <laughs> you're, you're in therapy with us right now. <laughs> that's how I feel every time that we have, you know, we kind of have the, these conversations. Like, I feel like you're you're my unpaid therapist. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, are all friends just unpaid therapists? Yeah, man, and it's just I I actually lived different different things, you know, s- similar things. And and when I was little, it's so awful that women in general go through this type of things, and it is it's I, so traumatizing. And it's crazy. I have story after like we could sit here all night with all mm-hmm. of our stories. Like I think when I was fifteen or sixteen. Right. I went to a sleepover with a couple friends. The girl's parents were out of town. She was allowed to have a couple of us over. Well, one of the parents didn't trust her their kid or trust us. I don't I don't know. Didn't trust the situation, picked up their kid. And it got down to me and the one girl. But earlier in the night, they borrowed this man's car. This like thirty or forty something year old man has a wife and kids. We're fifteen and sixteen. Well, once he was done with his shift at Wendy's, at Wendy's, ladies and gentlemen, we had to pick him up and Mm -hmm. he had to drop us back off at her house. Well, he came in the house. They went upstairs and this man, full grown man with a wife and kids started messing with my, my friend. And it wasn't the first time. And I felt so disgusted and sick to my stomach. 
that this was going on and I felt so uncomfortable. I called my stepdad. Like, I'm not feeling good. Can you please pick me up? And I never told him what happened. I never told anybody, any adult around that time what happened. But that man should be in prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He should be in prison. And the girl didn't think anything was wrong with it. She was willing, but she's a child. She was a child. And it's just sad because this stuff goes on every day in every country. Yeah. And sometimes it's the closest people, which is the worst. Yes. It usually is somebody that you know. Mm -hmm. I know um, a couple years ago I was at a seminar and there was a doctor that came to speak and she spoke about her family's history and there was an uncle that would sexually abuse them and everyone knew everyone knew in fact growing up I had uh, an elder family member who we had a nickname for him because and it had molester in his nickname because if you hug him or whatever like he's gonna grab you inappropriately oh. he's gonna touch your oh. breast or he's gonna touch and people call him this and they and they still encourage you to hug and that's the other mm-hmm. thing you know, I feel like I struggle with and I've struggled with, with you guys because in a lot of Hispanic or island culture, it's mm-hmm. rude if you don't have a hug. But, like, we shouldn't be forcing kids nope. or forcing people to hug people if they're not comfortable. So my whole life, we grow up with this elderly family member and we have to hug him and greet him. But he's grabbing us inappropriately and everyone knows it's happening. Why? Yeah. I like I wish I wish our children could understand what we protect them from mm-hmm. because I feel like your kids probably and I know my kids feel like we're overprotective. Yeah. I I I I agree. I after I I learned about that myself with an experience that I had. Come give me a hug and you know those moments that where your parents kind of like go ahead give him a hug say hello don't be exactly. rude you know. Oh, my God. I used to hate it because this guy used to literally grab me. Like, grab me so tight. It was the worst. Uh-oh. We lost Ali Bell. Yeah, I hated that. I hated that. So, I ever since that, I don't force my kids. Ever. Yeah. I have never forced my kids to give, them a, to give people here, a hug or any of that. No, I think I always struggle with that, with the whole hugging thing. Because with you guys, they're going to hug you guys. They, you know, they feel like they have to. Um, and plus, like, I think in South Florida in general, there's such a diversity of culture, but I feel like I'm always being forced and my kids are always being forced to bend to whatever someone else's culture is so that we're not rude. But I wish that I would speak up more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never I've never experienced something like that. Maybe. And mind <laughs> you, the men that go in there are are older and at times they can be really really like nasty like the way that they look at a female mm-hmm. and sometimes i've had to like you know ask supervisors like hey like can you walk with me or can you be with me because like this guy is like really looking at me the wrong way i don't feel comfortable and whatever and i've had instances where i just had to go and hide because i just i couldn't like mm-hmm. i couldn't yeah no, it's it's um, I, I mean i've had a num- number of times people I work with or 
or customers, a lot of people I work with that they violate, whether it's myself or another woman, or they mm-hmm. abuse their power to, you know, persuade a woman to to be intimate with them or to let them touch them. And it's really women and girls and kids are treated so disgustingly in this society and it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be like that you shouldn't go to work and have to be harassed by customers or co-workers or your boss or whoever it is and you shouldn't have to go to family events and have to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or avoid family events because you feel uncomfortable Uncomfortable. yeah like mind you when I started working I was very naive it was pretty much like my first like actual world job you know, so I went there like, you know, like all happy with unicorns and butterflies and stuff. But it's made me have like a really thick skin and learn how to ignore like disgusting men like that and how to like, I guess in a way, like protect myself from others. And I've had I had an instance where, you know, I had a coworker. I thought, you know, he was my friend and I didn't think anything of it until one day he crossed the line where I had to get HR involved and I had to make a report and everything. And, and it wasn't like, I wasn't the first person that he was doing this. They had to do like a complete investigation and he ended up getting fired. Did he? I was just about to say, cause whenever I've mm-hmm. seen this happen, they never, no. they never no, no. get fired. He, he literally got fired because he had it. He was doing it to like another girl. And I guess they were either, either like dating or I don't know what it was and something went wrong and the girl went to HR and she said, this, this, and this is happening and I want no, like, I want no more. And he ended up getting fired. Good for her. You know, but I mean, now and after the years that I had to work, you see my face and I don't have a very pleasant face. <laughs> anybody who knows you have, me you have a lovely face no she, no, no, no. she has rbf resting away from me <laughs> yes like i don't have the most pleasant face and whether it's with customers i don't tolerate their nonsense like i'll tell you off i don't care if i'm on the clock or not and if it's anybody else i'll tell you off i don't care so i had an experience with yes the male perspective too i had an old job of mine i had a girl who used to, you know, and mind you, I used to take it as a big compliment, you know, a girl kind of, you know, just, you know, giving her compliments and things, which was at first I would thought it was, okay, that's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of started being very constant, you know, and then she was always kind of trying to be very friendly. And then she started being very touchy. But then obviously at that point I was like, this is not normal. You know, I think it's, it was some type of abuse of personal space. I really, I remember kind of talking to this, this person, to this girl. And, you know, obviously she com- had confessed that she started liking me or whatever. But obviously I didn't, f- at that time, I didn't feel the same with her. But it was a lot of, you know, it was very uncomfortable, especially on a job. You know what I mean? And yeah. I too had to kind of bring that bring it up to HR at the time because I didn't know how I didn't know how to approach the situation outside of speaking to her about it because I did actually took her out to lunch to kind of kind of find out like why why was it happening you know 
And obviously I feel that at this, obviously now I feel like I was so naive and trying to kind of resolve the situation myself instead of kind of seeking quote unquote professional help from HR instead and having them involved. But once um, I started noticing little notes in my windshield, what? following me to my house type of thing, you know, that's crazy behavior. Yeah, that that behavior, that kind of, okay, red flags, right? Red flags, super mega red flags. So, yeah, I had to get HR involved because I didn't feel safe anymore. And it was a positive outcome for you, the victim <sighs> with HR or? Yeah, but they, at that time, and this, mind you, this was like, I would say probably over a decade and a half. Yeah, it was about a decade and a half ago. At that time, it was not seen like, Oh, she likes you. It's okay, you know. Understand, she's she's a lesbian and she likes women. And it was not like that. It was kind of like, "Are you sure that's what she's doing? Are you sure?" Uh-oh, it's kind of like less less common. Yeah, less it was less common. And and believe me, like I have lesbian friends who I fully respect. And you know, at that time too, I had friends who you know who who were lesbian and. Or bisexual, and I just thought that it could have it could have been, I guess, handled a, a little differently from HR. But at that time, obviously, it was not as common as it is now. Yeah, and it was more question, right? Are you sure? Do you, do you really, you know? And I even I remember I will never forget the one of the things that was asked of me was, "Are you sure you're not missing? You know, kind of like interpreting it? Yeah, yeah, you're not misinterpreting it. Maybe she's trying to be friendly. Maybe she's trying oh. to become your friend. If it if it makes oh. someone uncomfortable, truly uncomfortable, not the whiny, I'm oversensitive, mm-hmm. uncomfortable like it is a lot of times these days, not in these sexual harassment scenarios, but in other things, like, absolutely not. Why are you questioning me? The disrespect. But I'm glad yeah. they handled it at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And then I I ended up, you know, I left that job or whatever. And she had started working at a restaurant. I went to the restaurant with Juan, actually. And this was like at the very beginning of our relationship. And she happened to work there. And she was our server. Oh, hell <laughs> no. Jesus. He was so uncomfortable. And at a one moment, and I remember I told Juan about this. This was like so many years ago. He went to the bathroom. Uh, he went to the bathroom. So I was there by myself. And she literally came over just to sit down and kind of like, what you know talk to me and I was like oh my god I was I was like texting Juan like can you please come back can you please come back quick because these girls and how long how long after her getting let go from the job like how long after the whole stuff was that so she got let go from the job but it wasn't she she got let go from the job but it was not because of what I brought up to HR she got let go from the job because of performance issues so it so was what not did even because of do me. about the issue. Nothing really, kind of. Oh, you know, so they they really it. no, they didn't handle it because they kind of questioned me about it. Like they pretty much kind of made it seem that it was I was kind of overreacting at that at that time. I thought I thought you meant they questioned you at first and then they took care. of No, no, no. So I ended up leaving obviously because I didn't. I just didn't feel okay being there, especially because. She started leaving notes in my car. She started following to my house and and things of that nature started happening. You know, there was a point that I had to kind of 
I had I had to tell her like if you continue to do this I'm gonna put a restraining order and that kind of stopped it and then of course I left the job so she didn't really know where you know I didn't she didn't know where I was and I and I did move actually eventually after that but uh it was so uncomfortable I saw her at that restaurant and it kind of obviously it was years later that I saw her at the restaurant and oh it was it brought flashbacks It, it was so uncomfortable you were traumatized. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Because, yeah, do I get complimented by my female friends? Yeah, and it's beautiful and everything. But it's just, I guess the things were, that were said, the, the things that were done, you know, the following home, the notes in the windshield type of thing. And it was a little outside of the normal. You know, I kind of have an opposite story of you guys um at one of my jobs in recent years i was wearing a dress and it was work appropriate it was appropriate length but a male came to one of my coworkers, not even my boss not even to me and said that i needed to go home and change because it was too short and it was going to make some of the males uncomfortable and i was so offended and upset first of all come and speak to me secondly it wasn't short it wasn't like my kneecaps were showing my kneecaps turn you on if you're being turned on that much and that uncomfortable for my kneecaps that's a you problem like I took a picture of what I was wearing the second I could on my way out of the job and sent it to my supervisor in an email from my work email like hey by the way this is what I was wearing I was sent home and and my supervisor a male agreed with me like it was completely unnecessary I got sent home and I had to use my own time to cover the rest of the day because what because you're sexualizing me because mm-hmm. i'm wearing a dress it shouldn't be like- in fact i think i got a complaint one time because this woman's boyfriend was looking at me and so they called my boss and was like oh i understand it's casual friday but your worker can't be dressing like that all because i was wearing a skirt and her man was looking at me that's that's not my problem boo boo like, I didn't get in trouble for that because I was dressed appropriately and she was just being um, insecure. I'm not going to say jealous. It was insecure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, I've had experiences where it's like I'm being over-sexualized in the workplace. And then it comes down to, like, well, you can't wear this. And I've had where I've literally had the exact same skirt, the exact same color, the exact same brand from the same store is like one of my coworkers, but because of their body type and compared to my body type, it's a problem if I wear it, but they can wear it. And that's something I've always struggled with since I've lived in Florida. I mean, but I think that that's, that goes like whether you're in a workplace or not, like if we go out, and I were if me and you were something that's the same, like obviously it's that whether it's a dress or a pair of pants, like it's gonna obviously it's gonna look very different on me than it's gonna look on you. You know what I mean? And I yeah. might not get the I might not get the looks that you get, but still, like why or why I should might I not get the looks that you get? Shoot. Or, you know, maybe we go into <laughs> an establishment and we look better than some of the workers and then we get asked to you know not move around or jiggle too much because it's going to distract from the worker i don't know i'm just throwing it out there (laughs) (laughs) you do have a thing for jiggling uh you know no it was you you do you do have a thing for jiggling your behind so 
Hands to your knees. Hands to your knees. Yeah, I showing your ass. about me. I was talking about somebody else mm-hmm. there, so you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> showing your assets. <laughs> I can't. But it's true, though. Whenever we go out, you already see. Hold up in the corner. In a corner. I'm not in a corner. Well, you can't put baby in a corner. <laughs> they kind of freaks. That. We're not gonna say that. But um, no, yes, I like because I'm comfortable with you guys. I'm comfortable with you guys, and I'm not gonna be over sexualized when I'm out with you guys. I'm not gonna be over sexualized by the husbands or boyfriends that <laughs> accompany us. In fact, I have a couple of really good male friends, like if I'm out with them or I'm in their presence, they're not going to cross a line with me. And that's why I feel okay with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I keep good company. So if I'm going to go shake something and dance around, (laughs) it's I'm protected or I'm with people that are going to protect me. I'm with people that I can trust. There's been times where I'm out with a, a love interest and they're not protective or they're going to try to take advantage and you know I'm not going to get into those stories but it's sad that I have those stories mm-hmm. you know and it's sad that in today's day and age in society we're still going to have people that are like oh well she shouldn't have worn this she shouldn't have worn that he shouldn't have worn no that's wrong and we need to as a society make a shift from that type of thinking and victim blaming yeah, I agree. It doesn't matter how much somebody drinks or what drugs they're on or what they're wearing or who they're with. That type of thing shouldn't happen, period. And people who use that and it didn't really happen to get sympathy or attention or whatever it is, they shouldn't be doing that either because it takes away from people that are actually victims. But I think in general, the justice system doesn't give as long of sentences or as harsh of punishments. And to be honest, I don't think that our justice system here in America does any type of real rehabilitation for those type of perpetrators. Like, you'll get in trouble more for stealing a Publix chicken tender sub than you will for raping somebody. Mm-hmm. Or being a molester, a child molester. Mm-hmm. Yes, or like now how even if you want an abortion in Florida, you have to prove you were raped. What am I supposed to do? Pull out a video camera? That's like, a major of privacy. It, it, yeah, you can't prove you were raped because mm-hmm. women and males that go and report it already, they, it's underreported already, especially with the male population. Yeah, but, with both, it's already underreported. And then you want us, if we get pregnant women, you want us to go report it. It's already he said, she said. What mm-hmm. proof is there? So how can we prove we were raped? Oh, you shouldn't have worn that. Oh, you sent this racy text message. That doesn't mean I wanted to do it then when it happened. It doesn't mean I wanted, you know, it's really sad that this is we're going backwards in Florida at least, but we are really going backwards as a society. I'm moving to California. 
Yeah, me too. I, if I could afford it, I would. I know. No, but I, I agree with you saying open. It's just unfortunate, but... And and that's regardless of what my abortion beliefs are, anyone's abortion beliefs. Yeah, just it's It's just wrong. It's wrong. That's what it comes to. Absolutely. Rape in general is wrong. Whether it's yes. with females or, or even males, because I... I I also have have read about you know stories of of males actually experiencing rape you know mm-hmm. and we live in a society that when you hear the word rape you automatically think it's a female and it actually happens in both in both genders. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a lot less likely to happen to males, and a lot of those times it's also like when they're kids and. Oftentimes, males are sexually abused by adult males mm-hmm. and, like, authority figures, like teachers, yeah. you know, or coaches, or it's always an authority figure, and it's always somebody they know. Yeah, somebody close to them. Too. Well, not always, but the majority of the time. Most but, of the time, yeah. Yeah, so, and it, it's just it just sucks that we can't, women can't be safe, little girls can't wear a dress or wear a skirt or you know we can't have free the tatas we can't we can't wear gray sweatpants out jogging i don't know like (laughs) i'm telling you i'm gonna create a movement you know i don't know the support i'm gonna get you know but that's definitely a movement i actually shared with Juan a long time ago and i told him we actually went to a restaurant and we were just you know one of those moments that you're like you know what I was doing shower thinking and I wanted to share something with him. He's like, oh, what, what do you have in mind? And I share it with him. So I am definitely going to create a movement. I, that's one of my wishes. That's definitely one of my goals. So let's see if Ali's going to support me too. If someone wants to donate $20,000 for Ali and I to get our tatas done <laughs> so that we can support Stop. the free the oh tatas movement. It- what if I also wanted to do my tatas? You know, okay, you know, thirty thousand dollars to send in thirty to fifty thousand to jumpstart the free the tatas movement. Please. Yeah, free the tatas movement by Dragon D. I'm definitely. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a thing in the future. Non for profit organization. Non 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 profit. Your donation will be nah. a tax write off. You know, <laughs> no, yeah, you know, do we need those wires under our tatas? No. Oh are gosh. they comfortable? No. My kids can't. Have studies have <laughs> studies shown have studies shown that they're actually not beneficial for our breast? Yes. Correct. So we're because freeing we're, them, people. We're, we're definitely no gonna longing, free them. When we're wearing bras, we're no longer using those muscles naturally that are within the breast. We're not using the chest muscles. So when we do not wear bras, we actually end up with perkier breasts because we are now using those muscles because they're not being quote supported and free them free them i don't got i don't got i don't got any like you you, like you guys so i don't know it doesn't matter ali it doesn't matter if they're big small perky not you know what i mean it's just the freedom the freedom just like we have freedom of speech free to talk about people (laughs) do we that's a, that's definitely going to be a, one of, one of our podcasts. We definitely have to touch on that. I, I'm sure this is going to be like plagued by the FCC and, <laughs> and the I don't even know what else. The ABC and the one two three. 
it basically the YMCA. because of everything because <laughs> we were too real we were too real and we're calling out well I specifically am calling out the patriarchal society that we live in that is toxic so yeah. no but actually just... it's funny that you guys mentioned about the whole you know getting plastic surgery and stuff because like this weekend me and my mom we were talking about like plastic surgery and stuff and I was talking I'm like mom if I had the opportunity like I'll get my I'll get my tits done and she's like <laughs> but why I'm like what do you mean why because it's like x y and z I feel a certain way about it you know what I mean and she's like well okay if you want I mean let's let's look into it and I was like oh my god mother she said yes. let's look into it really yeah yeah okay. she's like oh she's yeah. super supportive yeah my mom's like you know and I was telling her I'm like well you know if we're gonna do that then you know what about like a tummy tuck or she's like <laughs> okay it's not Huck, my know, mom's like okay don't get don't get too crazy i was like mom but you know i've been looking at these videos online about like these bbls that's and problem mm-hmm. and i was like the recovery of it it's so like horrible what these girls go through for that i was like you know what i don't even want to be real just give me the tits out and i'll be fine like i can give that. you hope's butt lift just hit the gym with me for like three months and i got you boo well what time when do you want me to sleep when would you like me to sleep look it's a sacrifice so you won't have to work as much to pay for it but you're gonna have to at least do a gym or a facetime workout i don't know last time i saw my mom um we had just went out to eat and i walked out of the restaurant before her and she's like did you get a bb out i'm like a what she didn't call it that she called something else and i had to correct her i'm like are you talking about bbl and she's like yeah i'm like no mother this is all natural i got this in the gym baby (laughs) (laughs) my case is real okay yeah definitely no that's real Woo. Anyway, that's why there's but, all the cellulite dips in them oh, <laughs> no, no no my mom's like my mom's like you don't need a bbl if a man's gonna love you he's gonna love you for what you have mm-hmm. and even if you don't have anything you still look good and i was like thanks mom no, well i'm I glad you supported the tatas is she gonna be financing that then or girl <laughs> <laughs> she can support but she ain't gonna finance she saw money signs when you said that that that's what that was that's what it was no <laughs> i i give money signs I give kudos to those girls that really go under surgery. I really you don't know. Are how. So dangerous. I mean, you know, you know, the colors were created for everybody to just choose what they want. You know what I mean? I honestly give kudos to the people that do them. You know, they do plastic surgery, period, Botox, whatever it is. You know, hey, kudos to you. I just don't have the heart to do it. I don't know. I don't have the stomach to do it. And I, I, I faint just seeing blood. So I don't know how I will do under surgery. But kudos to definitely all the girls that go under that. Ooh. They'll knock you out, D. You don't have to see anything. But still, you know, like, I don't know. I'm such a chicken when it comes to those things. Like, super chicken. I, I used to never want breast implants and, like, roll my eyes at them because, like, it's fake and I didn't want a fake thing in my body. I'm so proud of my natural body. But now, mm-hmm. now, just like I don't care if I go to Publix with no bra under my sweatshirt. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think mean. think about it. Nowadays, everybody has plas- uh, some type of plastic uh, procedure done. I wouldn't say everybody. But for the majority. Most of the population. A lot of young girls. I, I want to say have it and I feel like they didn't 
need it. And but also, like you said, because you're on social media and this is what it's showing you. And now you feel inadequate and like you need something's wrong with yourself. Like we already grew up being Mm -hmm. our age with the skinny girls all over the magazines and TV with big boobs. Right. With big breasts. So we already felt like, oh, I have to be skinny and I have to have big breasts. And now we have social media, which is harming everything. But it's so much worse because it's so much more accessible and there's so much more of it. And it's so much more plastic surgery and it's so much more obvious. Over the years, plastic surgery has become more and more open and less of a secret. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I got my butt done. Yeah, I got my breasts done. I think people still lie about nose jobs. But more and more celebrities are open about it. More and more people are open about it. Yeah. And it's so obvious, too. Like, I hate seeing... Like the no. Kardashians? No. Oh, my God. Mm. No, can we leave the Kardashians please, out in our leave podcast? Them leave them alone. I was no, leave them out about... for positive... Oh, God, no. <laughs> I was going to talk about one of the last times I was at the gym, and I was working hard doing, you know, my different leg day exercises and this lady with this awful bbl comes behind me to the machine i just used and she like lowers the weight by like half yeah honey we know your butt is fake it already looks fake and now you just confirmed it with the fact like why are you even at the gym why are you here you're not you're not doing anything you're not helping yourself that's just how i feel i don't know i just i mean if it makes makes you happy why not you know what i mean yeah makes them happy fine but i'm still gonna call out a bad bbl (laughs) especially at the gym i don't know i i'm such a chicken but yet i know that i will i i know i need work myself like you don't exercise exercise wise i definitely could do better you know i do you know because obviously everybody you know has probably that one part of their body that they want to improve right i definitely want to improve a lot like a whole lot but with a surgery, I mean, I don't know. Like that would be kind of like my second choice, outside of exercise. But, but yeah, if I get to the point that I'm like convinced and I'm like, you know, hey, you know. Well, also, D, like you have to remember, plastic surgery isn't permanent. If you're not exercising and working out and taking care of yourself, it's not gonna yeah. last. So it's a waste of money. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like put in the hard work or put in the time. Hire a person. Hire me. Hope's personal training. I'll get you right. <laughs> right and tight. Right yeah. and tight in more ways than one. Oh, um, but like even that's why I'm counting calories right now. Because okay, I was working out and everything, but I still was gaining weight and I was just having on like I don't sleep. We all know I don't sleep. So I have a very unhealthy diet and a lack of sleep and high stress. So even though I was working out inconsistently or consistently. You know, mm-hmm. I had to still, and I'm a vegetarian, so it's not like I'm eating McDonald's every day like some people on the Ooh, and McDonald's fries. I um, why I gotta why I gotta try me like that? I stopped eating McDonald's. No, you just had no. McDonald's the other day. You don't even know how to pronounce <laughs> the, name of the restaurant. If you're gonna eat it, at least pronounce it right. Oh my god, Mickey Jesus. D's, Mickey D's fries. Mm. But I'm loving it. But the point is, like, I had to track my calories so that I'm actually eating healthier, you know, to start losing some of this weight I've gained. And it's not about being skinny. It's not about being fat. It's just, like, I need to be healthy because of whatever diseases that run in my family's history that are, you know, a risk if I'm overweight. 
And I try to emphasize that to my kids. It's not about being fat. It's not about being this. It's about being healthy. What is the healthy choice? And as much calories as I was intaking, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. In that retrospect, um, I feel you hope um, in, you know, in the health wise perspective, because on my dad's side of the family, my grandfather died from diabetes and everybody like on that side, they suffer from from diabetes. So I'm yeah. borderline diabetic. Same. It's- I I feel like I feel like in the last couple of years I have signs of diabetes. Like there'll be periods of time where like my hands are itchy and I'm constantly thirsty no matter how much I drink. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's I, exactly. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. And diabetes runs in my family too, not to mention obesity in general and mm-hmm. all the other health things. So and, and that's really what it comes down to. So if they want to get their BBLs and stuff, do you. But I'm still going to go to the gym and I'm still going to, you know. But again, if you want to invest in our non-for-profit free Vitata, <laughs> I will, we will accept that and we will take, take off with that movement. Like, I haven't really spoken to you guys about this, um, but I have one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. And he suffers from, like, really bad diabetes. Now, my cousin is in a a type of person to take care of himself he's um because of his diabetes he's already had like a toe amputated yeah awful that's awful Mm -hmm. um he's lost so much weight um because of it he was in colombia not too long ago like a couple of weeks ago because apparently he has a girlfriend down there and he's constantly going back and forth to colombia and on this last trip that he went to colombia this man apparently had a stroke in colombia Oh, no. Because oh, of his at, diabetes. At such a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently he had a stroke. We don't know exactly, like, how long he was there after him having a stroke, whatever. But they said that his friends, like, barely got him on the plane and brought him here. My cousin, like, his mom, wow. my cousin, like, literally had to, like, pick him up from the airport and take him straight to the hospital. That's awful. Thing. Sorry. Yeah, but you know, like think about it. Like you're only you're turning thirty six and you're having to deal with all these complications from diabetes, and and that's because you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's the type of thing that scares me. Like it runs deeply in my family and obesity too. It's like I have to put more emphasis in taking care of myself and being more on top of what I eat and how I take care of myself. Yeah. And, and especially know? in America, because America allows so much more unhealthier things, like ingredients in our food. Whereas if we were in like Europe, that wouldn't be happening. Yeah, and even portion sizes. So my kids keep complaining because I'm measuring everything so that I'm making sure I can count my calories. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, do we have to do this too? I'm like, you're not doing my diet. I'm not doing a diet. I'm just tracking my servings and I'm eating true servings so that I can track the calories so that I make sure I'm not overeating because, and I explained to them, unfortunately in America, a serving size, like if you go to a restaurant, they're giving you more than a serving size. Mm -hmm. And so we grow up and we're accustomed to eating so much more than what we need to, which our stomachs can actually stretch. So if we're overeating, Mm -hmm. our stomach is going to stretch out and then we're going to eat more and more and more to fill our stretch out stomach. Mm -hmm. And that being said, you can actually skip some meals or eat smaller meals and it's going to take a little bit, but like readjust your stomach. But people aren't 
going to do that because we go out to eat and fast food and all the salt and all the this and that and it, it's really just awful it's very gluttonous very unhealthy but it's not necessarily our fault because that's what america allows that's what the government and the fda allow i have not much of a comment on the food or exercise because i know i could do better um i try to eat moderately really as much as i can um, and of course, you know, trying to take care of my health, just keeping up with all my appointments and things of that nature, because, you know, for the past, for this year it has been kind of difficult healthy wise, but I'm just trying, you know, doing my best with what I can with the time that I have with, you know, the availability of, of, of what I, what I have, you know, especially with work and a work life balance, right. Cause I work from home. So I'm just trying, you know, trying, but, to, but trying to make it. That's all you can do, though, D. Like, you, mm-hmm. as long as you try to maintain and keep a healthy diet, that's... Could I do better? Definitely. I could definitely do better. I could definitely do better for myself. I tried, obviously, you know, for me, it's one thing. For my kids, is another, right? And for Juan, obviously, for different reasons. But I think it's just based, at least or at least for my family, it's based on me, right? For example, both of my kids are very, they're very picky eaters. And so I have to kind of, like accommodate all of our menu based on you know keeping in mind the pickiness right but Mm -hmm. for Juan and I I mean we definitely can do more of the veggies more of the fruits more of the this and that so I just try to do it moderately but at the same time you know there's one thing that I love so much that I'm trying to cut down on and and that's coca-cola that's one of the things that I enjoy Mm -hmm. a lot I have I have cut it down in the past. I would say probably now. What are we? August. Okay, so now that's a a good two months, two months and a half. But that's that's my weakness right there. To be honest, drinks in general are just a waste of calories because they don't. And that's the thing people don't understand. If you if you eat fruits and vegetables, they're gonna be more calorie dense, as in like they take up more space in your stomach, but they're less calories than potatoes, carbs, meats, mm. a bottle of soda, like that's 200, 300 something calories and it's going to go, your stomach is going to process it and break it down faster because it's already liquefied. So like I love smoothies, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, to me, smoothies are a waste of calories because it's already broken down. Your stomach's going to break it down faster, but it's still a high calorie and it's not going to keep you full. I don't know, because I usually, before work, I'll stop by, like, a smoothie king, and I'll get me, like, a 32-ounce, like, of whatever smoothie I get, and it keeps me full throughout throughout the night. Like, it, like I avoid having to eat, like, chips or, like, a sandwich at work until, like, the morning when I get home. Kudos to you. Mm-hmm. You know? I like smoothies, too. I actually try to, we try to make them at home. Yeah. Uh, but man they're so good but yeah then I have to remember the sugar intake you know what I mean that too yeah so when I'm trying to lose weight yeah I have to avoid smoothies but if I'm in a good weight then I can do them just because I know like it's the same amount of calories or more because I'll add like chocolate syrup to make it taste yummy and then yeah it's your body breaks it down faster typically scientifically Despite what Ali Bell's phenomenon is. 
It's because I don't I don't eat much. Like I get full out of a kid's menu of Mickey D's. Mm, so, so you have a normal size stomach, basically. <laughs> I guess because I don't I try to cut like the portion sizes of my mm-hmm. meals. So I don't instead of eating like a whole big plate, like I'll eat half of that plate and then I'm like, Mom, I'm full. And she's looking at me, she's like, You barely ate. But I'm full. Like you right. serve me so much. And, and I'm good at eating. You eat until you're full. And you're not like yeah. rushing while you eat so that you give your body time to process that you are actually eating and that you are full. Yeah. And then I only eat like twice a twice a day because that's all my stomach can take. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah, so you would see you are like the opposite of a lot of people and you would have to train yourself to eat like three small meals or four small meals or if you wanted to eat more. Yeah, but what kills but what kills me though is the snacking like in between because then oh, I get yeah. like anxious and then I'm like okay, mm-hmm. like I get nervous. I'm like okay, what can I eat for now? Like I it, it, that's what gets me the I'll, most. I'll bored eat. I'll eat if I'm bored. And that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, well, I I snack all day too, but I'm trying to change my snacks to be healthier snacks. Mm-hmm. Before the type of snacks that I'll have is just like chips or you know chips and salsa and things like like, like that. But now it's like I'm trying to do healthier snacks. Seven chips is 140 <laughs> calories. You can't yeah. just eat seven no. tostitos with the salsa or guac. And guac yeah. has so many calories too. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm trying to be better at that. But but yeah, again, you know, it's with with the time I have, with the lifestyle I live, with the work life balance, you know, with the, so, you know, so what I'm hearing is in the future, based off Ali Bell's comment, because you know this episode is is we've gone from subject to subject in our true notorious OG fashion. We're probably going to have an episode on what weird stereotypes or like the whole Ali Bell looking at her mom and saying I'm full and her mom's like you barely ate. A lot of people have rules. You have to drink this milk or finish your food before you can leave the table. So that sounds...